You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. Welcome to the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast, a ball blast football production. Here are your hosts, Matthew Betts, Matt Okada, and John Helmkamp. Hello, welcome back in to the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast. I'm back. Matthew Betts here, back with you guys today. It was a week away with Okada and John holding down the fort. Uh, mm. Fellas, first off, welcome into the show. Second off, my gosh, what a great episode that was. Listeners, if you did not see or hear, I guess, or see on YouTube, uh, episode 181, I believe it was. Holy crap, you guys just crushed it. Like, literally talked through every single team, players to trade for, players to trade away. Like, I legitimately was, like, pausing the podcast every few <laughs> every few minutes and being like, all right, write this down. I got to go cheer for this guy. Made a couple of trades. It was fun. It was a good week. Hope your listeners did the same. Fellas, how are we doing headed into Fantasy Playoff Week? Uh, not too bad. I had some near misses in my Fantasy Playoffs, unfortunately. But I also had some great uh, near makes. Wait, is that backwards? Here, here's what, here's the best one. <laughs> here's the best one. All right. I just have to share the story. I'm in a Dynasty League, right? I lose. I had the second highest scoring... Uh, total on the week in a game I need to win to make playoffs. I lose to the guy with the highest scoring total on the week. Of course. Classic. So I'm eliminated. But wait. Maybe I'm not. I assumed I was eliminated because the other team that had to lose for me to make it in was playing a guy who was 0-12. The 0-12 team took the lead on Sunday Night Football by like 5 points and the other guy had the Cowboys defense left. So it was the Cowboys defense to score five points and I'd be out of the playoffs or they don't and I'm in. They failed. The 0-12 team (laughs) went 1-12 on the season and I made it in. Oh, that is beautiful. Wait, time out, time out. First off, Dynasty Leagues with a defense. No. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Second off. This is an old one, man. Why is this man or woman, whoever it is, playing the Dallas defense in any scenario? I don't know why he had the Cowboys defense. Baltimore of all teams. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that he picked up the Raiders defense but forgot to put them in. Okay. Well, whoever this is, tell them to listen to this show Yeah. uh, to get better at that strategy there. John, how are you doing, my man? Um, I am good. Um, I've tabulated all the results the polls are closed um and things have gone well i'm in a large majority of my uh my leagues and into the playoffs which is good um if you eliminate the three tanking teams that i had um outside of that i made 18 of 24 uh playoffs okay so good year good year who's Outside of Jonathan Taylor, who's your highest rostered player that's helping you get there? Um, I'm going to guess Julio Jones. 
I actually have a surprising amount of Mark Andrews. With DK Metcalf. I have a lot Ooh, of managers. Right. Well, he's not really helping not, that much not lately. lately but... but here's what I've been loving is he's been out because of the COVID situation, but he just got activated today off the list yes. going into the yep. playoffs. So I'm like, I went into the playoffs without him, and now I just get to like put that, you know, the stone back into the Thanos glove as I'm going into the mm. uh, into the playoffs. It's going to be great. But yeah, I got a lot of DK. I got a lot of Julio, who's been great when he plays. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of Derrick Henry too. Yeah, a lot of DK. I got a lot that'll... of Derrick Henry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. DK and Derrick Henry. That'll that'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am very excited for these next couple of weeks. This is like, I mean, this is what we play oh, for, yeah. right? This is for the title, for the championship. Bro. You guys heard the intro. Of course, if you need a trophy for your league, if you don't have one, like what even is your league? Uh, go to trophysmack.com. Check out their products. They're seriously, insanely awesome. They also have loser um, boards, oh, like a toilet bowl that you can give to someone that they have to like wear around their head, put it around their neck. Tons of just hilarious things to make fun of people for sucking at fantasy, which honestly, that's like why I play the game is to make fun of other people uh, at fantasy. It's so much fun. But check it out. Trophysmack.com. When you check out with a trophy or belt, enter the code BALLBLAST, all one word. You're going to get a ring for free as well, which is a fantastic deal. Okada's turning around. He's in his chair. He's going to his desk. He has said Oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. I also have with me the listener league ring waiting to give that out here in a couple weeks unfortunately i will not be bringing that home i had a miserable season it was not good there so maybe i should get myself a loser trophy yes you should but check out trophy smack this episode is going to be fun we're talking about a lot of i feel like spicy debates in the dynasty community players that maybe are getting a little bit of negative talk that shouldn't be players are getting maybe too much positive talk or hype Maybe we'll throw some cold water on it. We will see. But regardless, follow the show on Twitter at RetrodsFFPod. You can also follow us on Twitter at the Fantasy PT. For me, Okada is at Matt Okada. John is at Dynasty Beard. Of course, you can always check out patreon.com slash ballblast for even more resources. Fellas, let's get into the news. I got great news, guys. Oh, oh, got news. Hey, news, 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 news. All right. First off, before we get to the the headline, Greg Williams. And this doesn't matter for Dynasty, ah, but I just want to talk about it. Oh gosh. Greg Williams with two Gs. Uh what the hell? <laughs> Fired by the Jets for arguably the worst defensive play call I have oh, ever. Oh, it's not seen. arguably. I mean No, no, it straight up was. What, what the What was that? Here's the thing, guys. <sighs> I think it's pretty much proven at this point that Adam Gase has some kind of dirt on every GM in the league somehow, and they are therefore not allowed to fire him. Because, listen, yes, I understand Greg Williams made a horrible call. Honestly, it's on you guys for hiring that guy in the first place. Mm -hmm. What a dingus. But Adam Gase is the head coach. He has every right to overturn that. He said, oh, I I, I don't know. I didn't do it. No, no, no. Did you hear that he was on the (laughs) sideline apparently talking to someone else and then heard zero blitz in his headset and went, huh, as the ball was being snapped. That's the story that I've heard, which is beautiful yeah, poetic irony. I did irony. not hear that one. Um, Trap. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I wrote an article on, on Deadspin on Monday saying that the Jets don't even know how to tank right. Because if you're trying to tell me that you're trying to win the game, then why is Gay still there? If you're trying to lose the game, then 
why fire Greg Williams? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. They're completely listless. They have no idea what they're doing at an ownership level. Um, they're basically just winging it, and they're going to fall into Trevor Lawrence, and hopefully they don't ruin him. That's all that I care about, is them not screwing him up. They will if Gase is still there. Yeah. He won't be. There's no way. Um, it's not really bad. I, relevant. I just want to talk about just like, the most egregious play call of 2020. Yeah, it was awful. I a mean, zero blitz on, a t- on a Hail Mary attempt. What are we doing? Yeah, with one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. And Against Ruggs. an undrafted um, rookie free agent corner. Yes. The uh, the Twitter sphere is uh, is also hyped about this decision. I saw a video of, I guess, I, can't, I don't remember where Greg Williams was coaching at the time, but there's a video of everyone at training camp before all this COVID nonsense, but you could still go and watch. And it was from previous seasons. And they're there getting him to sign a football, which why would you ever want that guy's signature? And B... Uh, so one of the fans says, Hey Greg, what's your favorite play call, uh, that you like? And he said, Oh, all out, all out blitz zero. <laughs> it's just like you idiot. Like, he told us, he told us he was going to do it. And then he actually yep. did it. What a total idiot. Um, all right, moving on. I just want to talk about that. That was funny. Moving on to the real news fellas. I'm pulled in, in tw- like two different directions. Part of me is excited. Part of me is just so sad watching my Eagles on TV every week. I'm going to kick it over to you guys though. Just, I mean, it's hurt season. Jalen Hurts, starting quarterback for the Eagles this week against the New Orleans Saints. Your reaction, fellas, to the move? I honestly also have mixed feelings because I, as you know, am a Hurts truther. Big, big fan. Wanted him to go to the Patriots. Love this new style of quarterback. Am a Taysom Hill supporter. These things are connected. I think this is the way the NFL is going. It makes so much more sense. It's a so much bigger threat to every defense you're going to face. If you can throw the ball and run as well as these guys can, you are going to make defenses pay. It's just facts. If you, we watched Kyler Murray do it for the first half of the season, and we'll get to some of that later. Uh, at the same time, like Carson Wentz is not a bad quarterback. Okay, the, He is a good quarterback. He is a talented quarterback. He's a smart quarterback. He can win Super Bowls, he can be a franchise guy, and this season has just been some kind of absolute cluster F. Horrible, horrible <laughs> mess. To put it kindly. Yes. for uh, In every aspect of the organization, the team, the offense, him, it's just been horrible. So this is the right choice, but it's also not even close to being the end for Carson Wentz, I don't think. So it's kind of a disappointing for him, and I don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm also excited to see what Jalen Hurts can do, although I wish it was on a better team. Yeah. To be honest. Yes. We will, we'll talk about Wentz in a lot more detail. True. But, John, maybe you could speak to more like, like what should we be looking for with Wentz this week to give us an idea of like – or Sorry, yeah, Hurts. Um, like this kid looks legit, and like I'm excited about it in Dynasty, and it's only one game, so we're not going to judge him on one game. But – just kind of like talking about Hurts' game, like what do you expect against New Orleans this week? Yeah, um, I was really impressed by what I saw. I think that he made a couple great plays. He had the great uh, touchdown pass on the run back of the end zone. Real nice. Really pretty pass. Um, Jalen yep. Hurts is good. He's very good. He was in the – as Okada was saying, he's kind of in the Kyler mold before Kyler. Now he's not like as fast, but he's a very, very good athletic running quarterback that also – is very, very good at, at passing. He was really good at Alabama before Tua came in. And, you know, Tua's just phenomenal and obviously went high in the draft even with injury concerns. 
Um, so he got replaced by Tua there, then goes to Oklahoma and, and goes on to be the player of the conference there. He's like the only quarterback, I can't remember in how long, but in a very, very long time, that's one player of the conference in two different conferences in his college career. Um, he's very talented. I'm excited to see what he can do, but I'm very concerned that his first start is against the Saints, whose defense has been yeah. very, very good. Their pass rush has been very hungry lately, and against that Eagles offensive line, I'm not expecting a big fantasy output from him in his first start. But I think that if he can just show that he has a command of the pocket, not getting rattled by the pressure that I think that he's going to face, making good decisions and not turning the ball over, then I think the coaching staff is going to be kind of optimistic about what they see out of him going forward. Um, From a long-term standpoint, I think there's a really fair case to be made that I think that he might be what they try to turn towards in the future and try to offload that massive contract if they can find a trade partner. So um, I like him. I like it from a dynasty standpoint. And because of the landing spot that he went to, he was very cheap in your rookie drafts. I hope that you were able to, to scoop him up. Yes, 100%. I am very excited about Jalen Hurts from a, like, competitor standpoint from a I don't care what you say about me standpoint like if you watch him in an interview interview like he doesn't lack confidence and the thing with that's going on with Carson Wentz right now is that he has literally zero confidence so like this is absolutely what the team needs I'm thrilled to see him on a field get him get a start now the matchup like you said it's just absolutely terrible um however like it's needed so I'm, I'm very excited to see Jalen Hurts here yes he has definitely been on the fantasy radar for a while I'm excited to see him play but um, even in a deep like Superflex 2QB league, you guys are not starting him this week, correct? If you have to, I guess. Like, I actually have a league where my other second quarterback was Drew Brees, and he's been out, and I like limped into the playoffs. But I was able to make some trades before the deadline to try to make a push at things. I wasn't able to get another quarterback in the trades, though. I might roll him into my Superflex and just hope that he can get me 10 to 14 points. Like, I'm not going to expect a huge output, but I think there's a good chance that he might be able to get me one touchdown and hopefully not turn the ball over a ton. So we'll see. He, he's a he's a top 20 quarterback for me. You think so? Easily. Okay. Listen, go. this guy's going to have 50 rushing yards. He's probably going to throw a couple picks, but he's also probably going to throw a touchdown, and the Eagles are going to be losing for this entire game. I could easily see 200-plus yards through the air. And the rushing is yeah, what really matters. Yeah. Like that cancels sure. out I mean, the picks on their own. Plus, right, like look at Taysom Hill. Exactly. He's a tight end. <laughs> Didn't throw any touchdowns, threw for 200 Just passing yards, and kidding. was still a top 12 quarterback every week. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. The rushing does yeah. matter. I think I have him right now in my week 14 ranks at quarterback 24 off the top of my head. So, like, if you needed him, I guess, but not thrilled about it. All right, fellas. Injury time. Christian McCaffrey, by all accounts, coming out of the bye week, was going to be back in our lineups. Things are good. Shoulder is good to go. I talked with Kate on the Ball Blast show uh, yesterday. I said, if you hear any news that Christian McCaffrey isn't going to get a full workload because of his shoulder, ignore it. He's fine. And then today, of course, like clockwork, we get a report that he has aggravated a thigh injury, which he picked up during the bye week. So that's not great. Um, I don't think he plays this week. I don't think we see Christian McCaffrey this week. So... If you have Mike Davis, you know, obviously this is, is more for a dynasty crowd. You're not going to drop him. You've had him on your roster. He's very playable uh, this week right away. Anything you guys have to add to that situation? It sucks. Agreed. I think this is low-key one of the worst, maybe the worst fantasy running back season in my memory. It's been bad. 
Yeah, it's been rough. Saquon out, really CMC rough. out all year. Zeke has sucked. Kamara has fallen off in the the playoff run stretch. It's There's a your mess. top four from preseason. Exactly. It's Dalvin Cook and a bunch of dudes. Excuse me. Yep. Do not well, slender Derrick Henry. Henry that way. Yeah, Derrick Henry's been good. That's that's very. Good. Yeah, but Dalvin's like it's just he's on his own level right now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, all right, fellas, Kenny Galladay, not good. Still not practicing. Mm. Joe Mixon, the team says he's out this week, but he might come back. They literally <laughs> mm-hmm. have nothing to play nah, for. He's shut done him for down. the year. Just, just yeah. announce it. And it, yep. And then last couple things, more optimistic. Drew Brees, getting close. He is eligible to come off IR this week. I put this out today, just being like, you know what, everyone, they're eight and zero when he doesn't play. They really, and that are. just tells you how good the team is over the past two years with Teddy B and Taysom Hill. Say what you want about Taysom Hill, he's looked better than average as a passer and obviously has been great for the team so i don't think they see him play they can beat the eagles probably with okada at quarterback so i don't think he plays this week however i do think he's back week 15 so if you make it through week 14 and you're an alvin kamara manager rejoice yeah john you put the real you put a stat out on twitter the other day like what was it with Taysom hill versus not in in the last target shares in the last three weeks alvin kamara has seven receiving yards Oh god. Not good. Negative two, zero, and yep. nine. Those are his three week totals. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's bad. I hate to see it. But there is optimism that in week fifteen, Drew Brees could be back. I think Please. he will be. And then George Kittle. Remember that oh, guy? Yeah. Oh, George barely. Kittle. They were talking about it on the Monday Night Football broadcast. Uh, they saw him and Jimmy G sitting in the box together saying, I I think he's getting close. And I do too. I think he'll be back fifteen week fifteen or week sixteen depending on how they're doing. And it largely depends to me for this team based off if they are in the playoff hunt or not. If they are, I think we see George Kittle. If not, there's no point in in rushing him back. But these fractures that he's dealing with, it's a cuboid fracture, which is a bone uh, in the arch of the foot. It heals very well, reliably. No issues for me if he is active. I am playing him at some point very soon. So watch out for that. Is it shaped like a cube? Yeah, it kind of is. It's like a square. Look at that. Adorable. It's funny when when medicine like the terminology actually you works know. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, we have some new segments on the show today, mm-hmm. and ones that I'm kind of excited mm-hmm. about. Like we've been going through our normal routine. You guys switched it up last week, which was fun. We're gonna do it again this week. So I made up a little game. It's called Buy the Hype or Swipe. And this is a reference for all you online daters out there. I, not, it's not me right now, but apparently you swipe a certain direction if you say no to someone on a dating app. I don't know. Yes. I'm old. Swipe left. However, Okada's, Okada's got the reference. <laughs> Wait, is it swipe left or right for no? Left is left no. Is right? no. Okay. okay, so you got to swipe left on this player, or are you buying the hype and swiping right? Mm. This is the narrative, boys. Justin Jefferson is a top five dynasty wide receiver not a rookie wide receiver a top five overall dynasty wide receiver i'm seeing some hype this week on twitter what are your thoughts that is close i'm gonna say no i do think he has the ability to get there but i don't think i'm willing to say he is yet why not he's a rookie man (laughs) like he's a rookie wide receiver i understand he's having an incredible year there have been some inconsistent parts of it, by the way. Uh, 
I am interested to see what happens with uh, when Adam Thielen, as Adam Thielen ages, and then when he is gone. Listen, I don't want to. I don't really want to bring this up. In fact, it's a little bit of a spoiler for later, but I'll just mention it in passing. Juju Smith-Schuster was kind of in the same mold, and then AB left. Juju had a terrible year with no quarterbacks, and then they got got a couple other guys that were super talented, and now he's not been as effective. Certainly not a do- top five dynasty wide receiver right now. So I'm trying not to overreact to overreact too much to Justin Jefferson. I 100% believe he can be that in the future at some point, but I would probably rank at least five to ten guys ahead of him that I trust more to also score more. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Swipe left. I. Jonathan. Don't call me that. It's not my name. Um, it's really it's not actually, actually not on my, No, just straight but, up not. Would you prefer Johnny? Uh, Jonathan's fine. Yes. Um, <clears throat> no, just kidding. How about you don't call me either? How about that? Um, I'm <laughs> not an option. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you what. <laughs> I think that I'm gonna swipe right on this, and here's why. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get spicy on it, and here's one of the reasons why. Some of the people that we looked at as being the quintessential top of the mountain, top five dynasty wide receivers going into the season have kind of fallen away as the season has gone on. Um, we all know Michael Thomas last year record-breaking per- performance, breaking the single season reception record with 172. Remember the number correctly offhand? A lot, a lot of catches. Um, this year, it's been an absolute mess between his own injuries, his own getting suspended for a game for being for punching someone for calling him Slant Boy, uh, for Drew Brees being injured. Um, I I don't see him as being a top five dynasty asset going forward once Drew Brees is gone. I think that Taysom Hill, if he is the quarterback of the future is serviceable and can still give him a good amount of work, but he's not going to be the 160 reception guy anymore. That was, that was a fluke outlier season with a hall of fame quarterback that just peppered him to nobody's business. Um, Deandre Hopkins has had bursts of being very good this year, but then some other times where he's looked terrible. Chris Godwin was considered in the preseason to be a top five dynasty wide receiver because of his youth and what he did last year. And that hasn't worked out with Tom Brady being in town and everything going on there. He's been hurt. Well, yeah, he's had his injuries too. But but what I'm saying is there's a lot of question marks at the top. Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill are the only two that were in. And DK Metcalf. Well, I'm going to get there. Oh, But Tyree Kill, like the preseason top five guys. Yes. Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill are the only ones there. Other than that, Shifting to a younger wide receiver who has put up double-digit targets in three of the last four games is over, let me look at the season total here, 1,039 yards and seven touchdowns through 13 weeks. He's got a good chance to go 12 to 1,300 and double-digit touchdowns by the time the season is done. Um, Looking at that, and, and we know that Kirk Cousins is tied there for a couple more years because of the contract that he signed in his current contract situation. I don't see why ranking a young guy that's shown the talent, the separation ability, the contested catch ability, the deep pass ability, the yards after the catch ability. He's shown everything that you want to see in a young wide receiver. I don't see why you can't rank him inside the top five. I'll put him at five. Maybe there's a couple guys that I can slot in ahead of him. DK Metcalf is still ahead of him for me. 
I think I would still take AJ Brown ahead of him, but that's getting close because of the target volume that that Justin Jefferson's seeing. Um, I think there's a fair case to be made. I'm going to swipe right. I think he's a top five dynasty asset. Woo! I like that call. I have him right now. I just did an update today. You can head over to ballblastfootball.com to check it out. Of my dynasty rankings, I have him at. Let me see. Wide receiver. Please hold the phone. Six. So I'm borderline right there. Swiping left, but Te- technically, I am. Um, I agree, close. though. Yeah, he's right there. And I don't think that that's a hot take. I, I buy into the hype for sure. I mean, rookies just don't do what he's doing. And you look at that. I, I reference it all the time. That yards per outrun metric from PFF. Devontae Adams dominating at 3.02. Best in the NFL. Justin Jefferson, 2.87. That is up there with like best ever for a rookie. Like it's it's inc- it's incredible what he's doing. So I buy it to a degree. I guess technically I am not there. However, I am very close. All right. Next on the list. Oh, we lost John for a second. Sorry he's about back. That. He's back. Okay. <clears throat> we back, baby. All right. James Robinson. Yes, James Robinson, the guy that we left out of our two-round rookie mock draft after like week two because we said, I don't know about this guy, is now a top 15 dynasty running back. This is one of the toughest. five fantasy running back right now. This is honestly one of the toughest things to evaluate in all of fantasy right now. I had a chance to trade a first-round pick for him in heading towards the playoffs and i just couldn't decide whether i wanted to do it or not it's so questionable man these undrafted guys they'll have great seasons sometimes they usually don't last that long there's usually a reason that they went undrafted and sometimes they'll have a fluky year i mean i have no idea what to make of this jaguars offense because it's probably not going to look like it looks now forever because it is yeah it is just a (laughs) mess they don't have a quarterback. Their receivers aren't playing well. The team is horrible. It's like all those things, theoretically, it sounds like they'd get better for James Robinson if they got better. But it's going to be so different in a year or two even that it's really hard to project. And I just don't – like, I like him. I like the talent that I see. He clearly looks like a good running back. It's not like it's a question of the, is he good or not and he's just fluking into this. I think he is good. Good enough, and in that situation, do I trust it enough to say he's top 15? I would probably say no, because I would probably trade a first-round pick for any top 15 running back. I think he's probably just outside that, and that's why it was so hard for me to do. But, like, he's either, I would say he's either top 10 or outside the top 50 by, like, next season, end of next season. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on that one. I'm, I'm going to also swipe left on this, and, and it's so tough. And I think I talked about this maybe it was two weeks ago. We I, I've mentioned it recently on this pod. I can't remember when. Generally speaking, I'm not going to invest in an asset who is on a team that is going through a ton of turmoil. Like this, the coaching staff is probably going to look different. Um, general manager might not even be safe in another year. Um, there's so many question marks on this team. Like Okada was just saying, there's going to be a new quarterback. There's probably going to be a new wide receiver. There's a good chance that they could draft another running back next year. That might beat them out straight out in camp. So then they've got a lot of draft capital coming, by the way, in the next couple seasons. 
in order for a player to survive that kind of turmoil, normally they need to have a pretty good amount of investment in them from the team. And he doesn't because he was an undrafted guy. So I, yep. I think this has been a phenomenal season for him. Obviously, he was the top waiver wire edition of, of this year. Uh, continue to ride him into the playoffs, absolutely. Um, but I would even go as far as to say to sell him after the season. Um, if you have him mm. after a great year, he's going to put up RB1 numbers most likely by the time season's over. Um, I'd sell him. If you can get that first that Okada was mentioning, take it. I would much rather have someone that's going to mm-hmm. go in the first two rounds of the NFL draft probably go to a better team in a better situation than James Robinson because that first could be Najee Harris. It could be Travis Etienne. There's some, there's a lot of other running backs that are kind of creeping into that mix right now. Um, I I would take the first over James Robinson. um, And I don't have a lot of confidence that Robinson is going to produce next year. He could make us look like a fool. Like Okada said, he could be a top 10 guy again next season, but there's also a really good probability that he's not as well and that's just too much of a risk for me to want to invest in. Yes, 100%. I cannot be more in agreement with you guys. I have him right now at running back 19. And I don't even feel confident about that, to be honest with you yeah. guys. Like, so. it just There's a lot of question marks about what his role is going to be in 2020. And the other thing is like his value. I mean, I agree. Definitely, I'm trying to sell him if I have him after the season. But his value entering this week to a contender in your league was literally not ever higher. Like, I don't think it'll ever be higher in dynasty value. So I definitely was on team sell based off of that. But yeah, like Okada said, it just doesn't check a lot of the boxes. And I went back, I'm I'm looking right now at the top scores in fantasy this season and looking at the top five, like if if you want a back that hits that top five mark on a a season long outlook, it's Dalvin Cook, it's Alvin Kamara, it's Derrick Henry, then James Robinson at number four, which is great. Then it's Aaron Jones in half PPR formats right now. Now, there's flaws with looking at like total fantasy points and that kind of thing. But for this argument, what do those four, not including James Robinson, have in common? They're a good offense and yeah. they're a good team. Like This mm-hmm. is an outlier to me. Mm-hmm. I cannot be more on the... What, which way are we saying now? Swipe left. Swipe left. The swipe left team. I'm not buying the hype. I am on team sell. James Robinson. However, very good story. He's been great this season. All right, boys. Out of the quarterback position. Josh Allen is now a top five dynasty quarterback. I remember having lots of discussions mm. with you fellows entering mm-hmm. the season over the summer about how he's probably in that seven to 10 range. Probably doesn't have that top five ceiling. Are we changing our minds after what we're seeing? Uh, okay. This one's really tough because I think he's a top five caliber dynasty quarterback. So for this one, I have to look at the name specifically. And when I do that, no. He is not. He does not make the cut. Because you've got Patrick Mahomes, no question. Kyler Murray, no question. Lamar Jackson, you could ask the question. Technically, this year, Josh Allen has been better. So maybe we'll leave him a little bit up up for grabs. Deshaun Watson, I don't think there's a question because he's been better with nothing. And you you figure that team's probably going to get a little better. It's going to help Deshaun. Russell Wilson, that's close. So we've got three guarantees. Then you've got Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert. And I'm going to take both those guys easily over Josh Allen. And that's already five. Plus the Lamar and Deshaun, or the Lamar and Russell that are very much up for debate there. He could fall as far as like eight or nine, and I wouldn't blink an eye. 
So I'm going to swipe left. I feel like a downer. I've swiped left on everything. You're such a but, hater, dude. Yeah, I'm a hater. Um, uh, but to be fair, like uh, to reiterate, he is a top five caliber quarterback. And the gap between five and like nine, where maybe he is, is really, really small. But there's just too many good names in today's league. Yeah, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer um, either, but I'm also going to go no on this one. Um, I think that what we're seeing from him right now... Now, listen, we've, we've done this over the course of the year. He got off to a blazing start when we added Stefan Diggs, yep. and everyone was talking about being him being potentially a top three guy. That was like the hotness on Twitter. Yep. We, we talked had that about conversation. That. Is he in there? Well, no. Yeah. But preseason, we had him at seven to eight. He went off to the blazing start. Then he had like three weeks that sucked. And we're like, is he even a quarterback one? Dude. And then it was back to that seven to eight range. And now we put up a really, really good week. And like, listen, you, we can't be so reactionary on a week to week basis. That's what weekly rankings are for. Mm. Not season long dynasty rankings. He's still right in mm. that seven, eight, nine window for me as a dynasty quarterback. He's great because he, he listen, that's a quarterback one. That's fantastic. I want him on my team, but he gives you great rushing ability, which he really hasn't even shown a lot of lately. Um, the uh-huh. Stefan Diggs edition. He's dealing with that mild yep, MCL exactly. screen. So I think that's probably um, The Stefan Diggs yeah. edition has been fantastic for him, but he's over a 69, very chill uh, completion percentage on the season, which is like a, which is like <laughs> so a 10 chill. point boost from what he has been in his young career so far. I I think that's a little elevated. I think we see that shave off a little bit and regress a little bit back down going into next season. So I think that he's right now, like over these, these big boom games that we're seeing out of him and like what he's done this last week against Arizona, things like that. Um, Or I'm sorry, not Arizona. It was in Arizona stadium to be fair. Um, True. For a second, was like, yeah. oh yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I think those are like the high water marks, and I think that you have other quarterbacks that can give you like forty fantasy points. You know what I mean? That can go just absolutely nuclear for a week and and torch. And Josh Allen, I, I think those are further and fewer between. So I'm going to put him a little bit, a little bit further down than than the top five. I'm taking it. I've got Ooh. him at five Ooh. right now. Who are they? And before and uh, hold on, I get to that real quick. Okay. I do not think he is a top five quarterback in the NFL as far as com- like passer oh. and like who I would want leading oh, the sure. NFL franchise. I'm not yeah. saying mm-hmm. that, but I don't care what he looks like on the field. If he has to find digs and he's throwing the ball and he's running the ball, it doesn't matter. And he's going to do that for the next three years at least. He's 24 years old. He's the same age as Joe Burrow. That is young. I will take that as a top five dynasty quarterback because he's been a quarterback one every time he stepped on the field. Not every week, but on the season. When you look at his rookie year average, his his year last year, like it's just so safe. So I won't knock anyone that has him at like five, six, seven, eight. That's fine. But for me, I've got him at five. Here are the names I have ahead of him. This is a this is a really hot take. Patrick Mahomes, number one. Yes. Kyler Murray, number two. Yes. Lamar Jackson, number three. Okay. Deshaun Watson, number four. <laughs> that's like chalk. Uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. That's pretty chalk. 
So he's right there. I, I like him. I think the hype is warranted. I like the. I trust the organization too. Like they're they're doing smart things in Buffalo, yeah. where you can't say that for a lot. No, of they NFL they have been very well run in the last league. couple of years. They really have. They're doing good things. I just wanted. I want to take a brief yeah, aside sure. and just give a massive hat tip to Deshaun Watson for what he's done this year. I, I thought that he would fall outside sure. of oh, quarterback yeah. one territory on the season with everything that they did to that offense. Same. Losing DeAndre Hopkins. Now he has Will Fuller gone. They have no running game to speak of. And the dude is still finding a way and balling for your fantasy team. Like, I will never doubt you again. Thank you, Deshaun Watson. I love you. You're locked and loaded top five. Yeah, you remember when uh, Okada projected Hunter Henry for a thousand and twelve? Uh, no, no, touchdowns? but I do. Re- yeah, and then he also said that like Deshaun Watson was going to be awful this year. Trash. And I said, dude, he's Deshaun Watson. It doesn't matter who's catching the football. And I'm not going to lie, when Will Fuller got suspended, I was like, ooh, this could yeah. be rough. And it's only been one week. But remember Kiki, Kiki. 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 I do remember Kiki Kuti. Like he, he might actually be good. And yeah. uh, I'm such a. What I'm so sick. I bet the under on his receiving prop. And he went out and just like made me look like an idiot. What I've learned is to always <laughs> trust the total. top two wide receiver options that are on the field for Deshaun Watson. Whoever those two guys are, mm. I want both of them. Fair point. Even Chad Hanson. Sure. Out of cow. All right, fellas. We're going to move on to the next segment. Before we do, I want to pause and thank today's sponsor. That is my front page story. Now, you heard this read two episodes ago we talked about it a little bit the holidays are coming up it's a weird year no one knows what to get their significant other their mom or dad their grandma or grandpa whoever what i'm gonna get okada i just don't know yet but my front page story is legit what this is basically you you hire someone that uh writes uh quote unquote an article in a newspaper it's it's not real but it looks real <laughs> and you you interview with this person. They, you tell them about your loved one, why you love them, what you like about them, what makes them so special to you. And they write up a story in the newspaper as if it was published in a real paper. They frame it and deliver it to the person. Seriously, such a heartfelt gift. I can't wait to interview and tell what I love about Okada and get this thing up on his wall. So it's going to be great. Go to myfrontpagestory.com. Use the code REDSHIRTS20. Save 20%. Make someone's holiday. Well, I'm feeling I'm feeling feel really like left out sound... right now. This is this is rude. Well, sorry, John. I can only do one. <laughs> I feel like the this code, is gonna sound, the code um... only works for one one person at a time. <laughs> a bit morbid, but I feel like one of the best things that a person could ever experience would be to read their obituary after they're dead, because it's where everyone's <laughs> talking about how great they were, and this is like getting to do that before you die. Spot okay. the lie. Sorry, listeners, just ignore that. But great product, regardless. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> oh my God, Okada. Um, all right, we are officially ruining the read. But yes, please support the podcast. Please support this great product. Check it out. Okay, boys, get that out of my face. That is the next mm. segment. We're talking about all this slander, all this negative talk about these dudes in Dynasty that we're like, all right, let's pump the brakes. It's been like four weeks of bad play. Don't jump ship quite yet. Maybe it's been longer, especially with this player. We're going to start, oh God, I don't even want to talk about it, with Carson Wentz. He has looked hashtag what, bad. I'm going to refill my water, season. and you go ahead and have a little diatribe about your you quarterback. You go. Okay? <laughs> I, I will. Diehard Eagles fan, and it kills me. I mean, we talked about this player being a bounce-back candidate. We talked about him being potentially able to lead the Eagles to the division title this year. All these things. And it just has been an absolute train wreck. Carson Wentz needs the offseason to get here like as soon as possible. Mm. 
Philly is tough as a fan base, reporters, all that stuff. He says he doesn't listen. I don't believe it. Mm-mm. You can't escape it in Philly. His confidence is gone. He looks shook in the pocket. He's under pressure 24-7, taking the most sacks in the NFL, throwing the most interceptions in the NFL. The offensive line injuries are real, and I'm not saying that's why he's playing so bad, but it's definitely a factor. And this organization has let him down. They are playing Alshon freaking Jeffrey over Travis Fulham and Jalen Rager. Why? That is egregious. He's done. Get him off the field. That is my diatribe. I am sad. However, I am ready for you two to tell me why it is not time to jump ship on Carson Wentz. And in my opinion, arguably the best buy in all of Dynasty football. Ooh. Hit me. That is a uh, that is tough. Whether he's the absolute best, we named probably around forty. <laughs> That's true. Thirty to forty guys last time. <laughs> okay, he's up there. He's up there. Yeah, but I mean, I talked about it a little bit earlier. This guy is a good quarterback. Okay. Okay. One could argue he's a Kay. great quarterback. Okay. Okay. And everything <laughs> has managed to go wrong this year. In fact, I have not been alive that often, or that often. I have not been alive. <laughs> I go in and out, you know, sometimes I'm dead, sometimes yeah, I'm alive. Good old consciousness for I've not been alive that long, but I don't remember an instance of a quarterback this good playing this bad. Except maybe like Peyton Manning at the end of his career, but that was at the very end of his career. So that's that's totally different. He had lost it by then. Carson Wentz has not lost his ability overall, but he is just a mental wreck. He is holding onto the ball when he shouldn't be. He is throwing the ball where he shouldn't be. He is probably skittish all the time because he's been sacked at an obscene rate. And and he's, like Betts mentioned earlier, lost all his confidence. So he is playing legitimately at the worst level of any starting quarterback in the NFL. He is the worst quarterback in the NFL this year. There's no question. Bar, I mean, like, we're not counting guys who've spot started or like Brandon Allen, their fourth stringers who had to come on from injury. Just in general, among the starting quarterbacks, legitimately the worst. Drew Locke, Carson Wentz? Nah, I'll give me Drew Locke. Carson Wentz has been worse. Uh, admittedly, Drew Locke's probably been the second worst. But this is not who he is. There is somewhere down in there, still, the ability to be a quarterback one for fantasy and a franchise quarterback for an NFL team. The only reason I wouldn't say outright that he's the best buy, that I'm not willing to just jump on that wagon is because I'm not sure what's going to happen for this guy in this league from a professional contractual right. standpoint. If you told me that another team was going to sign him, I don't even care to know what team that is. I want, I'm going to buy him, and he's probably going to be the top buy because he's that good. And if you told me he's going to a good team, which there's a decent Did chance he, he might, <clears throat> sure, absolutely. Because if you're a terrible team looking for a quarterback, you're probably going to get it in the draft. But if you're a pretty good team that's looking for a quarterback because you've got an old one like mm-hmm. Philip Rivers, you're probably going to go get Carson Wentz. So, you know, if you told me I could have Carson Wentz or Trevor Lawrence right now, and Trevor Lawrence is probably going to go to the Jets, I might take Carson Wentz, which is a crazy thing to say considering oh. how bad he's been playing. So, but I don't know yet. So that's the only reason he's not the top buy. However, he's still a massive buy because that talent is 100% still there. I believe he will rebound. So. Get out of my So place. let's uh, let's harken back to ye yonder days of old. Uh, the year was twenty seven. The year was, was twenty seventeen. Uh, Matthew. Oh my god. Matthew Betts. What a year. I was. Matthew peaking, Betts was a. I don't even know. Let's do math. Yeah, what were you? 20, 25, <laughs> hitting the gym for an hour and a half every day. 
living your best life. Hunt it. Uh, yep. Drinking beer because hard seltzers Still in didn't grad exist. School. Um, yeah, mm, yeah, true, we're harkening back. It, it was a good time. Do, do the whole like mystic fog, best you know, all life. that goodness. Um, <laughs> that year was Carson Wentz's second season in the NFL. Uh, he played 13 games. Mm. Um, in those 13 mm. games. Um, he threw for just under 3,300 yards. Respectable. Yep. Decent. Got to think that's probably, Decent. you know, going to be over four if he had played a whole 16. Mm-hmm. 33 mm-hmm. touchdown passes to seven Ooh. interceptions. Ooh. His average, his average is... yard per yeah. attempt was 7.5. Healthy. Everything Quite good nice. there. He had a long pass of 72 yards that season. His quarterback rating was 101.9. Yeah. These are all very good things. things. He's still got sacked a lot because it's Philly. He took 28. Okay, let's fast forward to this season. His completion percentage this year is, you can plug your ears, Betts, 57.4. Oh, oh God. He has Josh Allen crap right there. As of right now. Um, so one less than the year where he threw for 33 touchdowns, and he is under half at 16. Um, mm. I will give him the That's benefit of the doubt that he's uh, thrown 15 Bob. interceptions this year. Um, his interception. <laughs> what? what? What benefit uh, of the doubt? That's terrible. terrible. Well, it could be 20. Um, the only reason that it's the only could reason that Winston. it's not That's 30 true. interceptions like Jameis Winston is because he has taken 50 sacks. 50 so mm. far this season. No, no time t- to throw picks. Exactly. Um, his yard per attempt is at six. His yard per completion is at 10.4, which is about average for his, his career. But I think that that 33 and seven touchdown to interception ratio is in there for Carson Wentz. I think that he's talented. He needs to believe in his offensive line. He needs to not, take two steps and then tuck it and look down at the defensive line, which he's doing right now on every single play. He needs the ability to feel like he can go through his progression without getting absolutely obliterated. Part of it is the actual talent on the offensive line and the lack of depth that Howie Roseman has given that team. But it's also the massive amount of injuries that have taken place on Philly's team for like three straight seasons now. Um, I'm, I'm with okada on this one i think that he is someone that just needs a change of scenery now the only question with that is who's going to take on this massive contract because he's owed like 30 million dollars next year something along those lines just don't quote me on that number but it's a lot i don't have spot track up right in front of me so it's going to be a lot to convince someone else to trade for him and Philly might not get a whole lot back in a trade because of the amount that that team's going to have to take on from a financial standpoint. But if Jalen Hurts does show that he's capable of, of running this offense, if they think that they can get out from under this massive contract, if they think that Carson Wentz can go to another team, and, you know, like, like Okada said, if you tell me that he's going to another team, pretty much any other team, then I would want him because he's a starting caliber quarterback in this league. If he goes to a team like an Indy that has a good offensive line and good weapons and a good run game, mm. that would be phenomenal for him. And he can easily get back to being a fantasy quarterback one. So 
this slander that he's the worst quarterback, you know, ever and that he's the next Brock Osweiler, I don't want to hear it. I think that he's just in a very, very unfortunate situation with the way that that team is constructed, with the injuries that have taken place, and the fact that he has absolutely no confidence in his ability, and he feels like he has to play hero ball on every single dropback right now. So a change of scenery would do him good, and uh, I'd love if somehow they can work that out for him. Speaking of Brock Osweiler, can I interest you in the Denver Broncos? I would love it. That's a John Elway move if I've ever seen one. It is a John Elway move. I will take receiving talent. Jerry Judy, Noah Fant. I will take Noah Fant. I will take Jerry Judy. Tim Patrick's a good good wide receiver. Facts. I'll take it. Um, I also think Indy's actually really possible. I remember Frank Reich, of course, has his connections to Philly. Offensive coordinator. Um, also a former quarterbacks coach. Like it makes a ton of sense. They have the 11th most cap space in the league right now. So if there's a team that's going to do it, I think that's the team. Philip Rivers is not on contract right. next year. He's done with the Colts as of now for this season. So it makes all the sense in the world. And if you're the Eagles who were kind of strapped for cash right now with that huge contract to Wentz, Jalen Hurts is on a second right, round exactly. rookie contract, not a first round rookie contract, second which is super cheap. So if he plays well for three or four games, I think he's the dude next year, and they try to figure it out with Wentz. But it's it's super intriguing. I just think his value is literally like the worst it will ever be. Mm. Like you could get him for a second right now, a second yeah. round rookie pick. I think you for could. quarterback yes. in the super flex league. So yes. yeah, like I'm doing Do that it. all day. His cap Easy hit. Clap. Oh my gosh, man! Don't it's say so bad. You want cap hit or base salary? Which one do you want? It's like. His cap, cap hit, hit for just next just season is 34.6 mil. Ooh, and then it's 31, and then it's 36 again, and then it's 32. So it's over $30 million that's each year for four years. But, but that's what you have to pay for a franchise quarterback these if days. They so as think long as he that plays up to that, that guy, if they think that he is a top yes. 10 quarterback in this league, then okay. But you're also going to have to give up compensation to get him too, and that's going to be the question in terms of yes. what that would take for Philly to part with him. Probably not that much to offload the contract. I think it will take very little. Listen, guys, there was a team like that third. took Bros- Brock Osweiler's contract. Mm. Someone's taking Carson Wentz. Yes. <laughs> Someone will he do is it. Better than Brock Osweiler can, can confirm. <laughs> so yes, to me, get this talk out of my face i know it's been bad i agree it's been awful but now that's what you do in dynasty you get these guys when they're at their lowest value that can return value later and let me just tack one thing onto there this is not a go out and buy a quarterback for the sake of it being a quarterback all of the moves that i saw people make to go acquire Jameis winston this last offseason which didn't really make a whole Mm. lot of sense to me like Jameis winston is not a top 10 quarterback in the nfl he doesn't have that in him. He's YOLO Winston 30-33, mm. you know. Maybe, maybe with his eyes stop, fixed, but we will know. Stop it. And that <laughs> off-season training program is oh, just like. His oh, salsa dancing in the pregame warm-ups is really loosening him up. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, the, the backwards yeah, shuffle. The backwards back thing. This would be going out and buying someone that can return you <laughs> top 10 real-life quarterback and also top 10 fantasy quarterback if the chips fall right and you might be able to get him for a second-round pick. Like, that is value. I'm here for it. And I want that. Yep. Yep. 
All right, boys. Good discussion there. Sad times to be an Eagles fan. Oh, Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf could have been the wide receivers. Instead, we have J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. All right, Ouch. moving on. Lamau. Ezekiel Elliott is... Mm. Is he even a RB1 in Dynasty anymore? I mean, I'm seeing that kind of talk out there. Are you guys willing to go that far, or is that... Get that out of my face. He is still a running back one in Dynasty. He is still a running back one in Dynasty. However... He is outside the elite tier for the first time in like five years, and he is borderline RB1. Here's what I'll say. If this rookie class had been better, he probably might be outside the RB1 territory already, but they've been very disappointing, so it's hard to put them above him yet. He's still talented, I think, but this team is a wreck, similar to the Eagles. Very similar situation, honestly. Um, they're, they, the Eagles quarterback is just may as well be lost because he's so bad. The Cowboys actually did lose their quarterback and have been playing with Andy Dalton and Garrett Gilbert since then. And it has not looked good for Zeke. The offensive line has been in shambles. Um, the receivers have been playing well, but that's just about it pretty much on the entire team. You figure it has to turn around. Now, the problem is it has to turn around quickly for Zeke for him because he's getting older. But the good news is Dak is going to come back. Zeke has got a contract. I think he still has three more years of productive fantasy output, top 15 guy, for three more years, which means for now, until we get more rookies into the, the fold that are truly RB1s, he's still an RB1. I think he has too much talent on an offense that will be good when Dak is back for us to reject him completely. And I think if he's Dak probably... True! There is a chance that they don't sign him. I think it's very low. Very right, low. Fair enough. Fair I enough. think they bring him back. He's too good. He's been incredible for this team. He deserves a, a big contract, and they should give it to him. No, so, he does not. <laughs> what do you mean? The contract they gave him? Is no, he's talking about he's talking about okay. dude. deserving a contract. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. I thought, not I running backs. No. Zeke. I no, no, like, no. Pay no, pay no running backs. Come on. Just rotate James Robinson. Unless you're Tennessee, which that was the only quarterback in the NFL that I think they should have paid. Running back. Yes. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Um, But yeah, Zeke is still there. Don't don't let the horrible season demote his value out of the first pick, first round pick territory. Go and get him if you can. First round rookie pick or first round startup pick? What are you what are you talking about? First round rookie pick. Not quite yeah, first no, round startup so. pick, no. Especially not in the super so. flex. No way in the super. So here's what's here's what's difficult for me in this statement. I think that I am putting him outside the running back one territory for dynasty, and here's why. One, yes, there are questions if Dak comes back. It's entirely possible that they sign him, but they should have been signing him at some point over the last twenty months, and they haven't done. Um, two, they gave all the money to freaking Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper, so they don't really have much left to pay Dak what he deserves, which they could have had him at 30 mil, and now it's going to be 40 per year. So that number just keeps going up because they screwed the pooch and they waited too long. Um, because we just saw Mahomes get paid, we just saw Deshaun Watson get paid, and Dak's going to be like, you saw the numbers that I put up at the beginning of the season, I'm worth that kind of money. And it 
and a winner. winner yeah, way. well, not in the playoffs yet. But I was going to say, just look at their record. That's Jason Garrett. That is Jason Garrett's fault. Well, oh, yeah, we're not going to get into that. Mike McCarthy wouldn't be able to win in the playoffs either. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so here's the thing no, about true. Zeke. He is still only 25 years old. But but indeed, like Surprising. age doesn't really matter as much to me when when we're talking about running backs when they came in young because the amount of wear and tear that he has taken has been so much the workload mm. has been so so oh, crazy we're talking he was he and derrick henry only two running backs in football last year to log 300 carries the only two and they both did it by like six and derrick henry's only done it for yeah, a couple we're talking, years now zeke has yeah, done it for like four or five four or five straight of being a 300 carry guy they also have Tony Pollard in the mix, who's looking very explosive, who they are wanting to get the ball more and more to, to take some of that wear and tear away from the big investment that they just made into Ezekiel Elliott. That and Travis Frederick, the center, all pro, she's could be a Hall of Fame center. He's that he's that good. Probably. Um, Travis Frederick yep. retired. You've got injuries at the other offensive line positions that those guys, it's not the elite wall that it was when he got drafted. I think that the stock is falling and, and maybe as of right now, you could say he's still an RB one, but with running backs, when it falls, it falls fast and I don't want it. I would rather get out early then continue to try to hold on to Zeke maybe coming back next year and everything going right for the Dallas Cowboys offense, everything going right on the offensive line, them getting back Dak, everything being a perfect, pristine environment for him to return RB1 value. It's very, very muddy to me right now, and I don't want it. I'm I'm out. He's going the way of Todd Gurley very fast, and, and I think that that's Ooh. what's happening here. You might get, you might get one more good mm. year out of it, maybe. If everything goes goes right, but you have this year's rookie class, which is coming on strong in the back half of the season. You have next year's rookie class that's going to be coming in. Travis Etienne and Najee Harris are really the only two that look elite to me right now. It's fading quickly for me. The it's it's dusk outside. It's not quite sunset, but but it's it's getting there. And and I'd rather get out early. Mm. I, I hate dusk. Dusk is like my dusk. least favorite part of day. So I want I want to get out early right, time's coming um, for you, on Ezekiel Elliott. I'm, he's outside my top 12. Yes. If you're not watching on YouTube, uh, first off, you're doing it wrong. You can do that on the Ball Blast Football YouTube sure. channel. Uh, I was shaking my head throughout the entire conversation where John was just talking. And I, I agree, man. Like, there's a lot of red flags with Ezekiel Elliott. The offensive line, the Dak situation, the egregious contract, the fact that running backs – start to fall off at like age 27 like it's not old that's younger than we are he'll be 26 before next season that's when it happens like 27 28 is usually when you see it so yeah to me like when if and when Dak gets signed or you know if you're not a contender like this coming off season is the time to sell Zeke you can't do it now his value is too low but that's the time I agree I'm I'm, he's like my running back like 15 or something like that let's play a quick name game hmm Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones, contract uncertainty, Aaron Jones. or Ezekiel Elliott. The contract uncertainty Same. makes it hard, but I will go Aaron Jones. I agree. Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott. Eckler. Ooh, in PPR, Eckler. Yes, he's contract yep. locked up. Justin Herbert's there. Yep. Yes, agreed. All right, Nick Chubb. Chubb. Nick Chubb. Yes, I agree. 
Last one, J.K. Dobbins. Oh, see, now now we're getting interesting. Oh, the new Ezekiel yeah, Elliott. Interesting. Mm-hmm. He looked good last night on oh, Tuesday night. I'm gonna, oh, I'm boy, gonna take that's Dobbins a every tough one. I'm that's a tough one. I will take one. Dobbins. I will take Dobbins. Not, uh... I will take Jonathan Taylor. I will take. Yes. Oh, I don't Thought know. I, I don't know if I want Ceh. Terrible I don't goal know if I want CEH. Can we reflect on that for a second? He can't score. Yeah, I don't know if I want Ceh. Here's the thing. If you have a team that's ready to compete next year, I would go Zeke over Dobbins. But if you're in a bit of more of a rebuild situation, See, I don't I even I know about that. I think Dobbins. that Dobbins is going to... We don't no. know. Gus Edwards is freaking still out playing J.K. Dobbins. Gus, no, he's not. Gus Edwards. Yes, he is. He, had he broke one long one. J.K. He's Dobbins is getting more playing. volume over the last four weeks than Gus Edwards is. Gus Edwards Okada. might... Gus Edwards is the Fred Jackson Gus is good. of today's I, like, era. I like I'm calling Gus. it right now. I really do. He's going to be Fred Jackson. He's always going to stick around, being effective, taking like eight carries a game. Fred Jackson to the Sean McCoy. And it's smart football. Um, it's good. I can't even take Okada seriously. Let, no, me, let, me, let me give you a big um, one big that Gus I will say that will here. shock you from, from where I stood in, in, the, in the preseason, the pre-draft process. Ooh, Keyshawn Vaughn over. Stop, stop that. Get that, out of, get that out of my <laughs> face. We all miss on some prospects. Got all of us, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, we so missed. Um, I would take Antonio Gibson over Ezekiel in Dynasty. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, baby. Oh, now we're boy. talking. How about Ronald How about, Jones? No. Never. Okay. Just make sure. How about DeAndre Swift? Yeah, I'd take Swift. I would yeah. take DeAndre Swift. But see, and that's what I'm saying. Same. Okada, your okay. whole so that's, argument that's was that this rookie class hasn't been good, so you're still putting him there. You just took four of this year's rookie running backs over him. No, no. I'm not yes, taking yes. CEH. I'm not taking J.K. Dobbins. I'm you're taking, not taking CEH over Zeke? No. Yes. The man Tried can't to catch score. He's trash. He's been sick. He <laughs> can't sick. score touchdowns. Did you not watch the He's first seven five weeks? Of the season when he All, was on fire he had a before lot of they signed yards. Le'Veon Bell. He had a lot he of was so yards. good. He still can't score. Oh, and you know what? Okada. If Le'Veon Bell can ruin CEH, Damian Williams can come back and ruin CEH. And <laughs> no. He, so you, could Gus your Edwards. Takes today, your takes today are egregious, my friend. All right. Uh, he is we got to move a, on. He's not a Derrick Henry. He's not that kind of guy. Well, no one's a Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's 200. Okada. He's a linebacker playing running back. Let's get it straight. Zeke was a Derrick Henry. No, Jonathan Taylor no, can right. be a Derrick Henry. On. Did you say he <laughs> Moving on. can? Thank you. Can be. Okay, thank you. Oh, dodge that bullet. I almost got into a big there. fight. Oh, boy. Okay. Yep. <laughs> John just punches his Throwing gloves. Screen. All right. Last name here. We're, we're, we're probably going to have to skip yep. segment three, boys, because we're talking for, for too long, but that's fine. Um, and th- that one, by the way, was just what we're looking for in week 14, so it's not that helpful from Dynasty. But Fair. for this last, last piece here, Juju Smith-Schuster. Everyone is saying he's gone from Pittsburgh. What a heck. Chase Clay pulls the dude. Deontay Johnson's the target hog, which he is. But are we done with Juju? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? All right. I've got one number for you. All right. I'm going to throw the number out there, and you tell me if you guys can tell me what it is. 24. Hmm. Is that where he is right now in overall wide no. receiver ranks it's a good guess ranks, but fantasy scores it is not average yards per game for the last his five games age. Eh, his age that's got it 24 is his age 
he is an extremely yep. talented receiver that is at the same age as a bunch of guys who were in their first or second year in this league. He, There's no way that he is not a highly productive, minimum wide receiver two for fantasy, maximum mm -hmm. wide receiver one for fantasy if the situations change slightly for the next mm -hmm. four or five years. We saw how good he was. He is still that good. Now, they have an incredible target hog in Deontay Johnson, and they have a beastly red zone threat deep guy in Chase Claypool, and both of those guys are making it tough for Juju to excel. However, Juju is still getting a ton of targets. He's just, for some reason, not turning them into the productiveness that he is able to turn them into. Well, because we know his average his depth talent. target right now is like two and a half yards off the line of scrimmage. Big Ben yeah, is dink and dunking like nobody's business until he eventually throws one deep to Chase Claypool or James wow. Washington. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but Juju is good. Juju will get targets. Juju will turn those targets into fantasy points. And now is the time to buy him. Whether it's because, you know, Chase Claypool isn't the next DK Metcalf. And so by the time next season rolls around, Juju kind of retakes his role as wide receiver one. Whether it's because Juju goes and signs with another team at some point. Whatever the reason is. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. my goodness. That Like, legitimately, this is, this is uh, the ceiling for Juju. He could go to Houston and be the wide receiver one for Dynasty again. That is he the could be the next DeAndre Schuster. Hopkins with Deshaun Watson easily. A hundred percent. Has a hundred percent. So for the price he's at now with that kind of ceiling, yep. you have to go get him. Get that corn out of my face. <laughs> you don't like corn, huh? Okay, you're something today, Okada. I'll tell you what. <laughs> he's in a. He's in a mood. I love corn Fellas. actually. Little elotes. Oh. It's little fine. mayonnaise. Not, it's fine. Mm. Don't love it. I'm calculating something real quick. Please hold. Okay. Ooh, calculator is out. Calculator is out. The calculations have been made. Judas Smith Schuster mm -hmm. is on pace currently mm -hmm. for 97 <clears throat> receptions, and people <gasps> yeah. think he's not a good wide receiver. I don't oh, care if they're five yards down away. If you're yeah. in a PPR league, like he's putting up 15 points Which every week. Which most of you are. That is fine. And that is in an offense that's kind of one-dimensional. They can't run the football right now because Big Ben can't move in the pocket. Their offensive line is hurt. They have no run game. So they're saying, you know what? That's our running game. Slants to Juju, whatever. But we have also seen a player enter the league extremely young, as Okada has already pointed out. And he has now gone... Uh, so the first year, 9-17. I thought it was 1,000. 9-17. The second year, 14-26. Now, is Juju a 14-26 type of guy? I'm not sure. That might have been his best statistical season ever. But is he oh, a 1,000-yard yeah. wide receiver most of the time, barring injury and any weird circumstances? Yes, he is. And you can get a 1,000-yard wide receiver locked and loaded, going to put up 75 receptions most most seasons for a late first. Do you think that's You want to know what I just got him first? for? A 2022 oh, yeah, first. first. I just got Juju Ooh. for a 22 first, and I was like, Yep. Easy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Lock it up. He might still be younger than yep. some of the Smash. guys going in that Done. draft class. By the time it gets here, it's ridiculous. Guys, yes. His yards per reception oh, yeah. in the first three seasons, 15.8, 12.8, 13.1 last yep. year with trash quarterbacks. This yep. year it is at 8.2. Ben, ben just... What? Yeah. 
It's it's how they're using it. All they're asking to do is also on and little hitch routes and yes. Also on pace for I mean it's young in his career, but it's still a career high in tart and uh, excuse me touchdowns. Nice. Like, I love it. He Wits needs two more touchdowns to set his new oh, high water mark. Millie. Yep. Yes. People. People are silly, man. I don't. You understand. got in dynasty. You got to look for statistical outliers that are sure to regress to the mean. We said it. In this preseason, with Lamar Jackson and his touchdown rate, this is going to come down. He is not going to throw that many touchdowns again. What did he do? Come down to earth, and now he's like quarterback 10 or something like that, still maintaining with his rushing, but not throwing the touchdowns. And 8.2 yards per reception for Juju Smith-Schuster is that kind of number. It is an obscenely low number that will not maintain at that level ever, probably again. Certainly not for the next probably five, Unless six, Unless he's playing with another 37-year-old quarterback that had arm surgery, this isn't going to be a problem for him. So you give him <laughs> any quarterback that can actually yeah. drive the ball down and the field. The, and no yeah. running game. Give him any quarterback that can drive the ball down the field. Like, my pipe dream is for him to go to Houston. It would be the sexiest thing Glorious. to happen this offseason if they can pull that off. I, I want that to happen so bad. But there's so many other places that he could go and, and thrive as well. It's not going to take much. I, I, yeah, I want Juju. Obviously, I've gone out and acquired a couple shares of him uh, recently, and he's just so stinking young. And the upside that we've seen out of him, for you to be able to get him for a late first, you might be able to snag him for a second if if you if you get the right right manager. So yeah, I like it. Boys, what a show! It felt good to get yeah. the the band back together this week. Mm. Sorry I was out last week, but I'm back. Back in, just a one-week injury. Back in the lineup. Fellas, it was a ton of fun. Listeners, if you like what you're hearing, if you enjoy the show, please, please, please subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen, check out the website, ballbossfootball.com. Follow these hooligans, at Matt Okada and at Dynasty Beard. You can follow me if you want, at the Fantasy PT. We're back next week. Good luck in week 14. Crush the playoffs. Until next time, we are the Red Shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out BallBlastFootball.com for all things fantasy football.